got a Bible, open up your Bible. We're going to go to the book of Philippians today. We're really going to just kind of camp there uh, today. If you don't, we'll have it on the screen for you. We're going to Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 11 through 12, and then we'll look at verse 13. And at first, I'm reading out of the Passion Translation. Anybody listen to the Passion Translation? Isn't it fantastic? Oh, just like brings so much joy to my soul, I promise you. Love it. So, so good. Paul says this, I'm not telling you this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be satisfied in any circumstance. And I know this means lack, and I know this means when I experience overwhelming abundance. Can we get an amen for overwhelming abundance, okay? For I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. Verse 13, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Okay, look at your neighbor and say, you can do everything. Say, you can do everything, you can do everything, okay? Let me ask a question today. How's your soul? And for a lot of us, I think our response will be, it'll be a lot better in a few weeks when it's 80 degrees. Can I get amen and glory? Hallelujah on that. Or we think, you know what, my soul is going to be a whole lot better in a couple months when I'm on vacation or I'm at the lake or, you know, it's 4th of July barbecue or whatever we want to say. I think a lot of times when we uh, hear that kind of a question, like, how's my soul, it's related to circumstances in this life. And the question really isn't, how's your circumstances? The question today is really, how's your soul? Because Paul has made a statement. He said, I have learned, okay? And, and how, how do we learn in life? We learn in life through experience, okay? Remember, I was an intern, and uh, my intern pastor, Frankie, came to me. He said, Jeff, we need to build a tech booth. And I was like, yes, that's awesome, because I was the guy in the tech booth. So that's why I got a lot of love for our tech people all the time, in Jesus' name, because I was that guy, running sound, running lights, running pro presenter, doing that world. And he said, we got to build a tech booth. And so my mind ran wild at this point. I'm like, I'm going to build the greatest tech booth that all tech booths has ever seen before, in Jesus' name. And so I was like, what's the budget? He's like, I don't care, man, just build it. I'm like, you said I don't care. Okay, I mean, we can spend some money now, you know, and so I built a tech booth, but really I built the second ark, okay, okay, it was like Noah's Ark Jr., okay, and like animals started showing up to the church, and people were like, why is there animals? I'm like, I don't know, maybe there's an ark in the, in the youth room, you know, and so I built this tech booth, okay? I, I mean, I promise you, you could have slept in this tech booth, okay? I mean, it was ginormous. I remember, do you remember when, like, it was cool to put, like, uh, like metal on stuff, like the corrugated metal, it would be, like, real shiny? I mean, I had that thing decked out in metal. It weighed about a 1,000 pounds, you know what I mean? Like, I had cabinets. You could hide small children in it, you know? And and so I built this thing, and I wouldn't let Frankie go into the room. So I did not want him to see it till it was all done. And I got it all done. And I'm like, Frankie, come see the tech booth. And he came in, and Frankie's Italian, you know, and he kind of strolls in, like, kind of like a gangster, you know. And he does this. He goes, hmm, like that, you know. And I'm thinking, man, 
this is the day the Lord has made. Like, you know, like, I, like I'm going to rejoice because you're about to sing my praises, you know. And so Frankie looks at it and he goes, cut it in half. And then he just, like, turns around and, like, walks away. And I'm like, cut it in half? Are you insane? Have you lost your mind? I'm like, this is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life. He just left me to cut it in half. And I cut it in half. <laughs> and I just, my life was just, it was a moment. A moment that I learned I didn't give Frankie really what he had pictured in his mind. And so Paul is talking about this. He's talking about in life we learn things through experience. And so Paul is saying, how's your soul? So he's saying, listen, you know, it's not how's your circumstance, it's how's your soul. But the problem is a lot of times our circumstances and our soul are locked together. This happens all the time in life. Our circumstances and our soul is really locked together. So the question could be really like, how's my job, right? How's my job? Like, like how is my job and on what day and what conversation and what task am I doing? Am I happy with my job? Am I happy with my boss? How is my job? Or maybe it's how's my relationship, my marriage, my friendships, my connections. You know, I remember um, a few weeks ago, uh, Matt came into the house. Oh, Matt, I'm telling a story about you now. Like, you're one of my kids, man. Come on now. Matt came into the house, and listen, I know when there's something wrong with Matt 100% of the time because he has this face like he's stolen something, okay? And, I, and I, I'm, always, I'm, like, I'm like, either I have a criminal that I'm hiring at the church or, you know, something else. So Matt has this face, and Matt walks into the house, and he's got this face, and I'm like, buddy, you know, like, what's, what's going on? He's like, oh, nothing, you know, it's just a long day. Look at Elena. She's like, she is just dying a thousand deaths because she knows I'm about to use her name next, okay? And so I'm like, man, what is wrong? And he's like, he's like, ah, me and Elena, we're just like, we're having a fight. It's like our, it's like our first fight. And I was like, well, what's it about, you know? And he's like, well, she texted me this morning and said, she said, I really miss you, and I, I, I really want to see you tonight. I haven't seen you in a couple days. Can we just all go, aww. I mean, look at that puppy love. Isn't that nice? Woo! Get a text in the morning, I miss you. Not a text, change the, you know, dirty diaper, you know, but I miss you, okay? So she gets a text, I miss you. And then later in the day, I'll, I'll, I remember me and Matt were working <laughs> this video and Matt gets a call, and he's like, and it's Elena, and he, like, goes out, and he comes back, and I can tell, like, he's upset. I'm like, and so I'm having this conversation with Matt. I'm like, what happened? He's like, well, you know, I got the text. Like, I missed you. And I was like, yeah, I miss you too. And then we were working, and she called me, and she's like, I miss you. And he's like, yeah, okay. Well, I'm busy right now. I'm, I'm working on some stuff. And I'm like, this is what your fight is about? I miss you? Are you serious? Like, this is the, you know, I'm like, come on now. You know, in Jesus' name, we're going to see some real fights someday, okay? <laughs> but the reality is this. I mean, relationships go up and down. So the question is maybe how's your relationship? Or maybe the question is how's your vacation? Because we think all think like, man, I can't wait to get to my next vacation. And then we get on vacation. And how many know as soon as you get on the plane to come back home, you're asking yourself, when is the next vacation? You know, like I'm ready to get back on the flight, to get back to the beach because I need another vacation. 
So Paul is saying not, how's your circumstance? He's saying, how's your soul? Because Paul said, I've learned to be satisfied. Satisfied. When am I satisfied? I'm satisfied when I'm eating a steak from Carabas. Can I get an amen, somebody, okay? All right, if you've never had a steak from Carabas, go get yourself a steak from Carabas, okay? It's a nice wood fire grill, real nice taste. Or maybe I'm satisfied when I'm eating butter cake from Magianos, okay? Can we just talk for a second, okay? I just said butter, which is good in itself. I mean, like, I could probably eat butter, just straight butter, okay? But butter and cake, now you put these things together, I mean, we, you know, this is almost Trinity style right now. You know what I mean? It's just amazing, okay? Butter cake. Or am I happy, you know, on Wednesday night? Am I satisfied on Wednesday night when I score a bunch of points at basketball on Wednesday night? Paul's saying, listen, no, I've learned to be satisfied in all circumstances. I don't know if about you, but there's times where I'm reading the Bible, and I'm reading it, and I'm going, man, good for you, Paul. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, man, super happy for you, bro. You know what I mean? I'm so glad that you got that down, because I am not there, you know? I'm just not there yet, but his statement forces us, it compels us to ask that question. How's my soul? What's going on in my soul? Not what's going on in my circumstances, but what's going on in my heart. And the questions that can be asked are things like this. Can I be happy for somebody else? Can I be happy when somebody else goes on vacation? Can I be happy when somebody else gets a new car? Can I be happy when somebody else gets a promotion or a new job? Can I be happy in my soul for somebody else? Or maybe can I love without expecting anything in return? Can I love my spouse? Or can I love my friend? Or can I come to church and serve with a joyful heart because I'm just bringing the love of the Father and I'm not expecting anything from it? Or maybe, you know, can I shut my mouth when I so want to gossip? Louis Giglio's wife posted something last night, and she said, the question isn't, why are you talking to me about this information? The question is, why did the person who shared that information felt like so comfortable that they could share that information with me? Can I stand in support when I see problems? See, these are the questions of our soul. What's happening in the moment where life is tough? And life isn't necessarily always going the way that we expected it or my relationships or my marriage or my job isn't, you know, just humming. I think we have this idea that in life that to be the satisfied person, my life just needs to hum. You know, it's like my relationships just need to be in perfect harmony all the time. And I need to just be totally satisfied at my job. And I need to just be totally happy with, with everything going on in my life. And until I get there, my soul is never going to be okay. And I'm perpetually trying to get my soul to this place. Paul is saying, yes, there is a place that you can get in your soul where you are satisfied. And there is a person named Jesus that can satisfy your soul. 
well, maybe it's not satisfying all your circumstances, but it's satisfying your soul. That in the midst of circumstances, my soul can be at rest. It can have peace. Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 4 says, Paul says this, Always be full of joy in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Remember that growing up? Again, I say rejoice. You're like, don't sing. Please don't sing. That hurts my soul right there, you know. Paul says, be full of the joy of the Lord. And Paul writes this from prison. 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 Okay? I mean, oh, man, Jesus. I mean, I, I read this, this article about this guy in Detroit that just got out of prison after 23 years, and they found out that he was never guilty. He was never wrong. He was never the guy that even did the job. And he went to prison for 23 years. And I'm like, Jesus, help. You know, I'm like, do not let this happen to me. Like prison. Paul says, listen, I'm full of the joy of the Lord and I'm rejoicing from prison. Paul's saying that my soul is satisfied from prison. Paul is saying I am good in my soul. My soul is full, and it is full of the joy of the Lord from prison. And he's writing to these people in Philippi who are being persecuted for just knowing Jesus and believing in Jesus. You know, I think sometimes, you know, because we live in America, and we have these rights, and we have these freedoms, and we have these joys that we just get to show up on Sunday if I want to. It's not even a question. You know, on Sundays, it's like, maybe I want to go to church. Maybe I don't want to church. Maybe I want to sleep in. Or maybe I'm not, you know, feeling church today, and I get to pick and choose. And there are people across the planet that every Sunday are being persecuted for their faith. They're being persecuted just for knowing Jesus. And Paul is writing to these people in Philippi, and he's going, listen, I know that you're being thrown into jail. I know you're being persecuted. I know you're getting beaten sometimes. But I promise you, in your soul, you can still be good. What a perspective. What a perspective. We had an elders meeting the other night, and I left. And it's been a long couple months. And I had to go to Kroger because... I have to go to Kroger all the time. I don't know why. I think this is like God's punishment to me in life, okay? I don't know why. There's always something that we need from Kroger. And so it's very late, and I'm at Kroger, and I'm sitting in my truck, and I'm just, you know, just kind of having my little moment in my truck. And, and I see this man get out of his truck, and I see this crippled man walk into Kroger. And I think, why am I so selfish? What is wrong with my soul sometimes? Here's a man who's probably coming to Kroger late at night so that he can get through the store because he's, he's really struggling just to walk into the store and I can walk free. No issue. See, Paul is saying that there's a place in the midst of your circumstances that you can be okay. 
and your soul can be full, and you can be full of love, and you can be full of joy, you can be full of peace, and then people can look at you and see your soul and go, there's something different about his soul. There's something different about him. There's something different about her. It's different. Paul goes on in verse 4, he says this, Always be full of joy in the Lord, and send it. again I say rejoice. Verse 5, let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Verse 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done, and then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ. See, we're called to live in this world. You're called to go to work. We're called to go to work. We're called to do laundry, which I think is a sick joke from God, okay? I promise you, okay? You're called to do life. You're called to have relationships and connections and a marriage and kids. You are called to all of these entities. None of these things are contrary to what God has for your life. You're called to these things in life. But you're called to do these things in the grace and the strength of God. In Christ Jesus, I can do the laundry. I can go to the store of joy. I can show up to work with peace. I can bring love to my spouse. I can fulfill my biblical role as a husband or a wife. I can through the joy and the strength of the Lord. In him, I can do these things. Matt, you got that table? Come on up. Give it up for Matt, everybody. I talked bad about him today, but he's a good guy. He's going he's gonna to help me with something here. Come on up here, Matt. So we're going to talk about some things, okay? In all of us, we have these things called, I just call them like tanks. Cyrus, you grab all the good ones. They're cool. And we got some different tanks. So in us, we have like a Jesus tank. We have a personal well-being tank, you know, finances, money, things you want, things you don't have, things that you need, okay? Um, we have a um, respect tank, you know, like, you know, feeling respect and honor and love. We have a love tank, you know, inside of us, you know, the need to feel loved and cared for, you know, by people. We have a peace tank where it's just like, you know, I can have peace. Uh, in the midst of some crazy situations sometimes, but I, I can still have peace, have a peace tank, relax tank, you know, that's that, that's that beach tank, okay, can we get an amen for that tank, okay, that beach tank, or, you know, like a, a hammock tank, oh man, I mean, gosh, I just feel so old right now, and I'm talking about a hammock and naps right now, I mean, I feel like I'm my dad right now, okay, um, we have accomplishments, these, this tank where we, we feel like, you know, I, I want this tank filled up because I want to feel like I'm accomplishing things in life or I'm accomplishing things in my job. I'm accomplishing things in my career. I, I feel this uh, accomplishment. And then we have this fun tank, 
okay? I mean, this is like King's Island is about to open up, amen, uh, tank, okay? And so we have all these tanks, okay? So Matt, just start, all right, start filling these up. And so all these tanks in life, okay, we want full, right? I mean, like we work hard. Come on, Hercules. You got this, broski. We, we got this. We got this. Okay. You don't have to fill in the wall away. Yeah, yeah. But think about this, okay? Think about fun. Think about how much effort we put into having fun. We want that tank full, right? Okay? Think about how much effort we put into accomplishments or how much effort we put into making sure that we have the perfect vacation. Okay? I love the movie uh, Chevy Chase, uh, you know, the, Chris, the vacation movie where they go into Wally World, you know what I mean? I feel like that all the time. I feel like I'm that dude, you know, trying to make the perfect vacation all the time. Or, you know, we all want to feel respect. Anybody not want to feel respected? Raise your hand. Yeah, amen. Okay, we all want respect. We all want to go to our job. We want to feel like people respect us. We want to go home. We want to feel like our spouse or our kids. We want to feel respect in our life. We want personal well-being. We want to make sure that our bank account has enough money and that there's money in the savings account and there's money to go on trips. There's money to do different things. So we have all these different tanks in our life, okay? And some are, you know, real full and, you know, some are, are not full and but the reality is this, okay? Give it up for Matt. He's doing a great job right now. Wow, you, I mean, when you put a cap on, you put a cap on. You don't mess around. I mean, seriously. I mean, it ain't, it ain't going off, okay? No, sir, okay? No, okay. All right. All right, so, so here's the problem, okay? So we have the relaxed tank, Okay. And so we go and we relax. And, you know, it gets kind of low. You know, and then we have, you know, we have our peace tank. And, you know, we get into a fight with somebody at our work or, you know, we're really stressed out about something that's happening in our life. And so all of a sudden our peace tank, you know, gets a, gets a little low, you know. And then, you know, we have our, our love tank and it's like, you know, I've been giving a lot of love and haven't been getting a whole lot of loving back, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? And so, you know, we're giving a lot of love and we're looking for some love back. And so, you know, that, that tank kind of gets, gets low in life. And, you know, we have our, our fun tank and we went to Kings Island and we, you know, went to the Reds game. I don't even know if the Reds are any good. Are they any good? Anybody even want to go to a Reds game? I mean, I mean, that's like no. But, you know, our fun tank. You know, we get spilled out some, and we have our accomplishments tank. And I think this is, I think this is a big one, right? We all want to feel like we're accomplishing something in our families, our kids, our finances, our careers, our jobs. And, and you know, the reality is that Sometimes accomplishments have nothing to even do with you. You can't even force the accomplishment. And so, you know, that tank gets really low, I think, sometimes, you know. And, you know, and then we have, you know, personal well-being. And, you know, sometimes we have what we want, right? 
sometimes we have the new phone that we want, or we have, you know, um, I don't know, maybe Todd wants a new lawnmower. I don't know what Todd wants. I don't know, maybe it's a new, maybe it's a new like, trailer. I, I, I don't know. But, you know, we all have different things that we want, and, and sometimes we have those things, and sometimes we don't have those things. And so, you know, that, that kind of gets low, and, and then we have respect. Can I just harp on this one for a second? All relationships, marriage, friendship, dating relationships, all boils down to what? Respect. It's treating each other the way that we would want to be treated. Loving each other the way that we should love each other. Not gossiping about each other. Not talking about each other behind each other's backs. Not doing things that we wouldn't tell the other person or lying to each other or, or just having common grace and respect and, and care for each other. That's really what relationships boil down to, right, is respect. And unfortunately, in a lot of relationships, we just don't have respect. And that's just, like, really low. And the thing about it is, like, we have this, this Jesus tank, okay, and so we come to church on Sunday, and man, God pours out his spirit. Isn't it amazing? Aren't you so thankful that every Sunday you come to church here and the presence of God is readily available? Man, we get into worship. I, I promise you, there's so many moments I'm just like, can we just worship all day? I mean, for you, you might be like, no, sir. But, I mean, for me, I'm like, man, I could just do this all day. I love the presence of God. There's nothing like it. And so we come to church on Sunday morning, and God fills us up. He really fills us up. And see, the thing about what Paul is saying, he's saying, listen, when, when your soul is really filled up with Jesus, and it's really satisfied with him, when all of these other tanks get low, because the reality is that's the truth in life. These tanks are going to get low, and then sometimes, you know, they're going to come back around, and that one's going to get a little more full, and then fun's going to, you know, get a little bit more full. And then, you know, we have, um, what do we have here? We have relax. You know, obviously we get an opportunity to relax every once in a while. But the reality is this. These are always, you know, kind of fluctuating. But the reality is this. Paul's saying, listen. When you're living by circumstances, because these are all circumstances. He's saying when you live by circumstances, you're never going to be satisfied. Because these circumstances are always going to be changing. They're always going to be in flux. There's something that's going to change about the circumstances. And circumstances is like riding a roller coaster. And the older I get, I don't like riding roller coasters. I get sick really quick on roller coasters, okay? I don't want to ride a roller coaster. But when I live by my circumstances, my emotions, I'm always up and down. And Paul said, listen, if, if you can be satisfied by Jesus, because remember what Jesus said in John chapter 15? John chapter 15, verse 1, Jesus said this, I am the true grapevine, and my father is a gardener. In verse 4, he says this, remain in me, and I will remain in you, for a branch cannot produce fruit when it's severed from the vine. It cannot, it cannot be full 
unless it remains in me. So Jesus is making a profound statement, and Paul is just adding to the statement saying, listen, when you're remaining in Jesus, what is that like? Come on, can we just, can we just be honest for a second? Like, like, what does that really look like? I mean, is that just church? I hope not. I hope that somehow you can find time in the week to open up the Bible. It's really good. It's really good. If you're young in here and you're like, I don't know where to start, I totally understand that. There was days that I didn't know where to start. I remember people said, just read the Gospels. Like, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are great books. I don't even care how many times you read those. They're really good. Really good. But somehow we find time to, to get into God's word because his word is what builds our faith. His word is what builds our spirit. His word is what gives us confidence. Or we find time. We make time. You know, I remember uh, years ago, um, do you all remember day planners, like the Palm Pilots, okay? I, I had a Palm Pilot back in the day, and I was so, like, geeked. I thought I was so cool with this Palm Pilot, you know? And I had this appointment in it, and my appointment was Jesus. And I remember when people would ask me, like, hey, can you do something at this time? And I'd look, I'd go, nope, I'm sorry, I got an appointment. Like, people never ask you, like, well, what are you doing, you know? I just had an appointment. I had time that I had carved out to say, no, this is time that I spend with Jesus. Well, how does that look? Well, maybe, maybe you go to iBethel TV and, and pull up iBethel Worship, and you just pull up a worship service, or, you know, you got Hillsong's new album that just came out that's phenomenal. And I mean, there's so many opportunities out there to, to get some worship, and, and so I'll do it at my house. We just did it with our boys the other night. We just, we, I mean, it's kind of hard with Luke, I'll be honest with you, but it, we did it, but we turned off the lights, we turned on some Bethel, and we just all worshiped. We just worshiped in our house. And the presence of God comes in my house. Or the presence of God shows up in my car. You know, yesterday I was driving around doing a bunch of errands, just, just talking to Jesus. Because listen, when this is full, my soul is full. Because the truth is this, though. So often we come to church, we get full, but then the week happens, and this gets real low. And then all of this gets really loud, right? Like peace gets really loud. You have no peace. Listen, I, I understand it. I, I mean, I was at, we were at Old Charlie's the other night. Uh, ordering a big takeout order, I mean, a big takeout order, and there's this guy, like, standing there, and, I mean, I'm going on and on, I mean, on and on with this takeout order, okay? And he's going, is this for real? Is this serious? He's going, is this happening? Are you really going to keep ordering? And he's just chirping, like, on the side in my ear, you know? And, you know, Matt and Levi, they're, they're the best. They're the best. Yeah, Matt and Levi are just like, oh, Jesus, what is going to happen? Somebody needs to call the police right now. You know what I mean? And, like, my peace is like this. It is nothing at that moment. You know what I mean? There is no peace in my soul. And finally, I'm like, I go just like this. I go, 
do we have a problem? And I mean, like, you know that moment, like, everything stops. It's like, Wait! you know what I mean? Like, every waitress, every person was like, Wait! you know what I mean? And he's like, you just keep going on and on. I'm like, yeah, I'm going on and on. I'll keep going on and on. I'm going to go on and on until I'm done, and you're going to have patience and wait for me. You know, I'm like, we got a problem with that? And Matt, Matt, Matt's like, Matt's hand's shaking. He's got a butter knife. He's like, oh, Jesus, it's going down, you know. I'm going to have to protect my pastor right now, you know. His, his little arm's shaking. He's like, I've never been in a fight before, you know. <laughs> it's about to go down, you know. Why? I didn't have any peace. And this was low the other night. I'm just going to be real with you. It was low. And because it was low, all these circumstances were yelling at me really loud. Really loud. But Paul's saying, listen, when this is full, I'm a different person. I'm a different dad. I'm a different husband. I'm a different pastor. I'm a different human being. When this is full, like God intended, I'm just a different person. Worship team, you guys can come on up. John 15, verse 5. He says this. Jesus says, yes, I am the vine. Okay? You are the branches. So Jesus is saying, listen, I'm the source. I'm the source. I'm the source of your life. I'm the source of your soul. And he says, those who remain in me, connected, and I in them, will produce much fruit. So I, 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 you can see it on my notes here. I put every uh, fruit emoji that I could find. On my computer is actually 14 different fruit emojis. I'm like, wow, people really like fruit emojis, you know. <laughs> but, but what kind of fruit is Jesus really talking about? He's talking about like this. He's talking about, he's like, peace. You have a lot of peace. You're full of a lot of love, you know. Because I, I personally believe that we can relax even when we're not on the beach. I really do. I really believe that we can be in a place in our soul that we can relax when we're not there. Or, you know, um, personally, you know, Paul said, listen, there's times I have a lot and there's times that I don't have a lot, but I learned the art of being okay in my soul when I have a lot, even when I don't have a lot. I'm, I'm really okay still, you know, or accomplishments, you know? Listen, it would be my prayer that all of you are so blessed that you are all like CEOs of companies and, and you've all achieved, you know, the highest heights of business or your company or, or your career or your job. You know what? Sometimes God hasn't called all of us to be that. You know what I love about Melissa Cheney? 
Melissa Cheney is a great nurse. She's a really, really, really great nurse. And she takes her job with a lot of pride and a lot of joy. And she's a light as a nurse. She can just be a light, the love of Jesus to people through being a nurse, day in and day out, being in rooms. Listen, Shannon and Christina Wesley are eternally grateful for Melissa Cheney. Melissa Cheney's love and grace in that season when their son was up and down and trying in that season helped get them through. See? See, God's called us to live life, but live it in Him and live it in His grace and live it in His strength. And when we're full of Jesus, we're good. And this is why Paul says this in verse 13. Philippians 4, verse 13, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I can be in prison and still have joy. I can be persecuted and still have peace. I can go through life and know, know that even when I'm in the middle, God's taking me somewhere. I'm good. I'm good. Why don't you stand up this morning? Listen, I needed this message. How many people say, I needed this message? I needed to hear this. I, I needed just, the word of God is so good. It is so good. It is so, you needed it, Luke? That's awesome. That's awesome. Come on, I'm gonna pray for us today. Listen, I want you all to know, man, this message has been life to me as it is to you. I'm just speaking from a personal place in my own soul right now. I'm learning. I'm learning. As Paul said, he's learned. He's learned. I'm learning how to deal with life and the stress and the pressure of life and still be full of the joy of the Lord, still be full of his presence, full of his grace. You know? Listen, there was something going wrong in that man's soul the other night. I didn't need to respond that way to him. I needed to respond to him out of the love and grace of Jesus Christ, right? I see these things in my own life. I see them in my old soul. I know that I'm still on the journey. God's still working, plowing things in my soul. Amen? That's okay. That's okay. God's at work. Amen? Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Stay connected to Jesus, and the Holy Spirit will continue to feed and nurture and go, man, that was really great, Jeff, or man, I can't believe you said that, Jeff, or, you know, that's, that's okay. That's what the Holy Spirit's job is. And I don't want anybody to leave here today thinking less about themselves. That is not the point. That is not God's point today. God's point was not to point out your weaknesses or your flaws today, but God's point was to show you in me, in my grace, in my strength, you are enough. You're enough in your marriage. You're enough in your job. You're enough with your kids. You're enough in this life. In his grace and strength, you are enough to overcome. This is why he says, I can do everything, everything God's called me to do. I can mow the grass in Jesus' name. I can show up to work in Jesus' name. I can 
answer emails in Jesus' name. I can do what God's called me to do in the name of Jesus through his grace and his strength. I can do all things. Amen? Amen. Come on, throw your hands up. Let's just worship Jesus.